Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Sans Pants Radio. Hey, DD. It's me, Adam. But not that Adam, a different Adam. Hey everyone, we're running a listener survey for our network to work out what you'd like us to focus on. So, if you've ever wanted to say in the kind of things we do across the network, now's your chance. Thanks in advance and check the show notes for the link to the survey. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of Zombie Plagued Chult. I write another letter that is very short that says River, river of the Circle, more like River of Circle Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> You're sincerely Pop Mandarin. You guys kept complaining that they were no good, so I might have gone out and beefed them up a little bit. So now they're more effective. You are adventurers. Rich beyond imagining. A high toll. 300 gold. I actually don't think we have that. You have genuinely a lovely relationship with Grig Ruddle. Had cake that his mother had made for him. Oh. And he shares some with you. Oh, Adam! One of them hits oh, the boulder. They're not even a cannon. It. Oh, my the God. The boulder soars through the air and lands... On the ship. I leap majestically with no issue onto the other ship and charge my this green. This happens. I charge my green flame blade. Then it is the giant's turn. Bad. Sorry. Each of them needs to make a saving throw. Yes, they do, Adam. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. All no of them fail. To- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All three of them face plant into the deck of the ship. That's, That's their turn. Pop and oh, Pop, it's yours. Great. I want to use uh, Zephyr Strike mm-hmm. to make myself even better. Yes. And I want to get one of these prone big boys off the side of the ship. You cast Zephyr Strike. Does that help me at all in that? Uh, I feel like it really... um, I'll give you an extra plus two. So you already have advantage to this check. Yep. You get another plus two from Zephyr Strike. You roll with advantage. Um, and you get 18 in total. He needs to make a contested throw. He gets plus six. He wins 22 versus your 18, unless you have something for a skill check. I used it to get Cass a friendship bracelet. (laughs) Tiffany? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yes. Oh my God. That's great. Oh, no. Tiffany? You got any cards there? 
It can. I got a fortuitous circumstance, which you could use for. It a won't re-roll. let him succeed on this roll, but it will mean something good happens. Do you want some? I don't think we need it. They're prone. I'll save that for a rainy day. Okay. What do you want artists to do? Uh, I guess try to get them off the boat too, or just fuck them up because they're, they're they're basically now just like a turtle on its back, if you will, Adam. Is that correct? <laughs> it's not incorrect. Yeah, just just fuck them up. Try get them overboard. Artis also tries to push one of them off. He's not nearly as good at it, though. No, he can't. He runs up and tries to shove one of them, but he doesn't have any magical buffs, and he's not particularly strong. This isn't really Artis's strong point. So as hard as he heaves, he can't get any of them overboard. How long does bull strength last? It lasts while Quasha is maintaining the connection. Oh. Yes. Right. So uh, I think in total... Uh, so it can last for up to an hour, but uh, Quasha, ne- concentration yeah, Quasha needs to keep concentration on the spell. Yep. So, oh, fuck. You know who I forgot? Flask of wine. Also, I forgot to move the ships. Ooh. 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 Who oh. is she? That means I can move further. Pardon me. I'm back on the ship. And they'll come back for us after we kill the giants. The ships part and pass. You are now, you cannot return to your ship. Ever. Game over. (laughs) No, we have to steer this big ship by standing on everyone's shoulders in a trench coat (laughs) pretending to be a giant man. (laughs) That means Quasha is gone, actually, and is slowly going to become out of range of the spell. Flask of Wine, however, did leap across, and I'll give Flask of Wine a turn. I beefed them up. I might as well use them. Beef them up, so take them out. Beef them, boys. I love beef cats. Um, Flask of Wine deals nine points of damage, knocking, drawing, and firing two arrows in quick succession. Both of them strike the lead giant, the ones you guys are fighting. Flask of Wine is quite obviously trying to stay away from the fight, though. He's skirting around the edge of his side of the ship and not really properly engaging. He obviously is still not great in a, uh, a close fight, but shockingly, his abilities are really good against giants. Well, really good against missing, not missing giants. He, he re-rolls if he misses against a larger, larger creature now. He's got a couple few extra abilities. Oh, who oh. could have planned for that? He leveled up. Yeah, he well, leveled up. While we're in uh, Pod 9's room, and he was off yeah. doing tabaxi things. He also has some magic now, but he wouldn't describe it as magic. He just would call it cool tricks that he can do now. So the rock was magic. <laughs> what? The so the crying cry. rock. Magic. Oh, magic. No. The crying rock was just a thing. Yeah, but he said it was magic. Oh, it? yeah, to him it's magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah but no. the crying rock is magic, but his ability to see through the eyes of an animal is not. <laughs> <laughs> I love <laughs> this cat. <laughs> that's, that's just looks these animals do. is. <laughs> what? Can you, you not? <laughs> How can you not see through the uh, you see you through get your a bit older. eyes at least? <laughs> you get a bit older, you see through other animals. It's it, not tricky. I don't understand. Can you not all make Clouds of fog? You n- no, you didn't go through the backseat puberty? What? Yeah, do you not understand? That is you didn't strange. do fog? Fog happened? It's weird that you would not notice. It's like a sneeze, but... Foggy. <laughs> <laughs> I love beef cat. Pop and artist, you had your turn. Quasha continues to maintain the spell. He could do something else that would do a lot of damage, but it's better to keep up the uh, enhance ability. Yeah. 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 Tiffany and Koopaloui, what do you want to do? I'm going to use my green flame blade once more. Uh, all right, then. Uh, Do you want to use witch bolt, mate? 
you know what a part of me does. <laughs> but I think a green flame blade and taking advantage of my natural stealth could perhaps result in a more fruitful outcome. I get fruit. <laughs> do, do you know what I like is I like to imagine that voice you have is the voice that is like from erectile dysfunction ads on the radio. Hi. Do you want to fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> but, what? What are those ads? But can't. <laughs> I remember one of the most funny, the funniest fucking ad in the history of ads. Do you remember this was from like, like probably five years ago? Was that ad where it opened with like a uh, like a like a really over the top rom com thing called like Girl Time or Girl Power? It was really over the top for like three seconds. And it was like a record scratch and this woman just appeared in a supermarket. She's like on a couch in like a set of like a morning show like type situation. She's like, now that all the boys are gone, let's talk about thrush. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, woman? Whose house is that? <laughs> what are you doing in there? Also, I want to watch the girly show. Oh, well, that's too bad. It's thrush time. It's thrush hour. <laughs> thrush hour well, one, two and three. <laughs> It's thrush o'clock. Do you know where your kids are? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you deal 30 points of damage, drawing your rapier you out. You are so strong. As the giant tries to get back onto its feet, you stab it in its eye. Oh, he cries, bellows into your face, and you feel spittle and uh, flecks of blood coming out of his mouth from what you have done to the inside of his head and from what Cooper Louie has also done and Dragon Bait. He's getting hurt from all sides right now. But yeah, spittle and blood flying out of his mouth covers your torso. You draw your rapier back out, and as you do so, Cooper Louie launches at him, landing on He doesn't make those noises. Hmm? He doesn't make those noises, Adam. He does this. No, he makes the noises. Oh, yes. He leveled up. <laughs> no, he didn't level up. He could always just make those noises. It's just air passing through him. It's when he goes really quickly, <laughs> that noise. <laughs> it's like how, you know, a car when makes... When you spin like one yeah, of those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. You blow in a bottle. Yeah, yeah, His open mouth is the bottle. It's the same thing. It's not actually speech. It's just a natural airflow pattern. Cooper Louie lands on the giant's shoulder and starts spearing into him, standing on him and spearing downwards. Uh, Oh, also your green flame blade once again licked a nearby frost giant. Dragonbait swings his sword, and as he does so, you can see that, like, something, like an energy flow fucks through him. Dragonbait wheezes at the end of the blow. He must have pulled something. He uh, critically misses. He just, like, loses steam completely. His next attack is a hit, but he deals minimum damage. He deals... Uh, what's minimum damage for Dragon Bait? 20? No. Um, he deals six points of damage. Oh, which kills the frost. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. He critically failed and still won. His sword cuts deep into the frost giant's head. Its cry cuts short, and when he drags the sword out, the frost giant's eyes roll into the back of his head, and he collapses, slumping forwards. It's the giant's turn. They get up. 
Huh. Hmm. Don't they know it's more fun to get down with your friends? Do they get prone again, though, when they try to get up? Oh, yeah. Do they uh, have... That'll be at the end of this. Is there a... You know those sound effects? One of them attacks Cooper Louie. Uh, big mistake. You idiot. <laughs> you goddamn idiot. You don't even know what... You didn't know what hell looked like, and now you will. Oh, no. Adam, are you going to kill Cooper Louie? Mm, Am I going to no. have to quit this campaign forever? 30. Are we about to have three signed resignations on Zamet's desk tomorrow? <laughs> That's right. One from me, one from Cass, and one from both of us as a team. Yeah, one the from f- the spirit of Dungeons & Dragons. In the Frost Giant's first cleaving blow, he crunches Cooper Louie against the deck of the ship. His axe drags Koopa Louie along the deck and green Icor is left behind. Koopa Louie's innards. He drags Koopa Louie, picks him up, and you realize he intends to keep attacking with Koopa Louie on the end of the axe. Is Koopa Louie alive, Adam? His next attack targets Tiffany. Wait, he can attack more than once? Yeah. Also, it's, I know it's, like, not appropriate to make fun of this right now, but Cooper Louie literally got decked. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, you take 34 points of damage. What? <laughs> For that joke. <laughs> no, uh, as an axe hits you, the axe slams into your side, Tiffany, and you feel your arm completely shatter from the shoulder down. Your right that. arm is broken hopelessly and it is bending at an odd angle, hanging outwards. You're still able to hold on to the rapier, but it's a very loose grip. Then the other one attacks. Oh, no. Its first blow is directed towards Pop. Oh, it's the one I tried to pick up. That's a critical hit. Is it Adam or is it a critical eight of hearts? <laughs> Uh, just drawing from a random deck of cards at your elbow. Yep. What if, if I played oh, Exodia, the Forbidden One? Uh, you really would wish that you had. Oh, no, this isn't so bad. Compared to the other critical hits you've had where your entire flesh has been ripped off and your leg was fucked that time, this is nothing. You take 28 points of damage. When the axe strikes you, it breaks a giant piece of your shell off. Oh, no. It hits the ground. The part of the shell that you are missing is the size of a dinner plate. Your AC is reduced by three for two rounds as you try to compensate for this. That's not going to grow back. No, it is not. Oh, no, that's... That's all right. I'll get my belt and I'll belt it back on. With its second attack, it targets you again, Pop. (sighs) No, good. No, good. 23 points of damage from the second attack as it batters you again with the axe. And that's their turn. Then, at the end of their turn, uh, one of them, the one that dealt damage to you, Pop, remains standing, but the other one stumbles and falls on the floor again. With a tremendous crunch, it is a flask of wine's turn. Kitty cat, kitty cat, kitty cat, Johnson. Kitty cat, kitty cat, go, go, go. That's always my dad used to sing to my cat. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Oh, that missed attack. He gets to re-roll. He hits. Yay. So his second attack, he missed. His first attack is a critical hit. 
Find an opening, maximum damage review, and you have advantage on your next attack against the target. Because of that advantage, he got a second critical hit. Yay. Target practice, maximum damage. Any enemy of the target within range may make an attack of opportunity with disadvantage against it. So he deals 20, no, he deals 24 points of damage to that second frost giant. And Koopa Louie, Dragon Bait, and Tiffany may all get an attack on it. Yes, not Even too Koopa shabby Louis, for a tabby. On the ass. Oh, Dragon Bait and Tiffany may both make an attack against it. So uh, it's with disadvantage. Do you oh. want to? Oh, you can't use Green Flame Blade on this though. Is this the one on the ground? Yes. Get him. So it's just like a melee attack. Yes, you will hit. You deal sneak attack damage. You just don't do your Green Flame Blade damage. You deal twenty nine points of damage. Cass, hey. you're such a good fighter now. Now that I realize that I'm good at a sword and bad at magics. Mid- magic. I'm not good at the wizard. Oh, no. Dragon Bait gets another critical miss. Dragon Bait? What is wrong with you? Oh, pulled muscle. You deal half damage on your next attack. He's doing minimum damage on that one anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, that was Flask of Wine's turn. Pop and Artist Simba, it's your turn. So they're fighting the guy that's prone. Yes. We've still got a guy that's upright. Mm-hmm. I feel like at this point... I'm going to throw my plan out the window. Well, I've still got Bullsnake, don't I? Yes, for this round at least. Could I try and pick the guy up who's prone again? What? You, oh, what? sorry? What are you saying? Could I try and throw one of them overboard again? You can try again, but he's standing now. I can't go for the prone run. I've got to get over to it, I suppose. Uh, you can get over to it, but you take an attack of opportunity. You can still do it to the standing one. You just have a less. Ch- you have a, a worse chance. And I failed the first time. Bullsnake makes me stronger, though, doesn't it, for just fighting? Yeah, uh, no, it doesn't, actually. It used to, but it doesn't anymore. Uh, you still have a good chance. The Frost Giant rolled pretty well on his last go. All right, I'm going to try and throw him overboard again. All right, That's just whether or not he rolls well. So you got an elevated Can 21. Use, would Zephyr Strike help again? It would help again, yes. I'll cast it again. All right, you got 23 then. I'll cast it as a level 2 spell, though, Adam. Uh. Zephyr Strike doesn't benefit from anything. Cool, I will just cast it as a level one spell, Adam, and I won't feel like an idiot who doesn't know how spells are. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Uh, you cast Zephyr Strike, and you're, as you sprint towards the Frost Giant, barreling low, you leave little sparks of electricity behind you. Yeah, I do. You- oh, actually, oh, is that an action or is that a, just a bonus action? Which one? Gift of protection so I don't get killed if this doesn't work. The, oh, the gift the that you give. thing, yeah. Oh, uh, that's just free action. You can use it without thinking about it. All right, cool. I want to see if I flip him first. All right. You <laughs> strike him in the belly. No, in the legs. And the frost giant stumbles backwards a few steps, bumps the lip of the ship, and tumbles backwards into the water. Splash. The frost giant is in the water. <laughs> see you later, you big fuck. Uh, yes, you've you've gone into where all your frost comes from. What would you like artists to do? Try to kill the one that's on the ground? I believe he might need to end his current effect by doing that. Oh, hang on. Can mm-hmm. he freeze over the water where the other frost giant fell in? He probably... Uh, uh, so the guy can't get back up and drown? Yeah, he could. I want him to do that. Artist Simber ends the spell on the deck of the ship sprints to the edge, and with a wave of his hand, the water around the ship freezes solid. Everyone judders as the ship stops 
suddenly because it is now in ice, not water. Everyone's going to need to make a saving throw. (laughs) Both of you pass. Good. Good, good, good. Flask of wine tumbles, but that's okay because he's away from the fighting. You're just not planning to put anyone else in the water because no one else can go in the water now. No, but this guy, the guy on the ground has been had the shit kicked out of him. Dragon Bay takes a tumble and that's not good. Artist Simba stays standing. It's Quash's turn. Your bull strength effect ends. He's too far away now. You can see the ship slowly turning around, though. It means to come back towards you. Who? Which giant had um, Kupalui on his axe? It's the one... They're that, fighting? Yeah, oh, they're cool. fighting. Oh, okay. my God. I, I thought I had doomed Kupalui to a watery and icy grave if he was not already doomed to axe grave. Speaking of uh, which, Tiffany and Kupalui. Ooh, that's not good. All right, Tiffany, what are you doing? Is there any chance that I can pull Koopa Louie off the edge of the axe? You could scoop Koopa Louie up, yeah. I would love to do that. That'll be your action. Yes. You spend your turn scooping Koopa... No, sorry. Scoopa Louieing. <laughs> you spend your turn Scoopa Louieing. You, you grab Koopa Louie or bits of him. He's kind of part liquid. He's like a Play-Doh, like a, like a gooey Play-Doh right now. Oh. You grab Koopa Louie and he oozes through your arms. Oh, That's your turn. It's Dragonbait's turn. Dragonbait slowly gets to his feet and attacks. Dragonbait hits twice. He, uh, that first attack is fuckled. He deals six points of damage on that one. But the second attack, by then, Dragonbait has gotten his steam back and he does 10 points of damage instead. So that's 16 total. And Dragonbait... At the end of his fighting, he's just breathing really heavily, clutching his sword tightly. Dragonbait is covered in a bit of gore and a lot of sweat. There's a fine sheen of it all over him. You're going to punch it fucking long? You don't know. It's the giant's turn. The giant gets to its feet. Um, The giant is going to attack Dragonbait. He swings and hits Dragonbait with his first uh, second attack's critical miss. Ah, sucked in, you big giant. Damn it. That's a compliment. His first attack deals 29 points of damage. His second attack, when he strikes Dragonbait, Dragonbait half skitters across the ship. You see (laughs) Dragonbait's claws, his feet, dig deep into the wood of the ship. And he drags, he draws draws marks along the, the, the floor of the ship. And comes to a slow resting stop. He looks just determined. You can see blood drooling down the side of his face. The second attack from the frost giant, as he does that, Dragonbait parries the blow with his holy avenger and then kicks the frost giant's ankle and you hear a crack. The frost giant bellows in agony and its speed is reduced by half. Flask of Wine gets to his feet and starts plugging the giant again. Oh, critical miss. That sucks for you. Wait, he can't miss. Thanks for reminding me. Yay! Yay! Beef cat, beef cat, beef cat, beef cat. He hits twice. Two arrows strike like bullets digging deep into the frost giant's chest. The frost giant takes a step backwards, obviously on the on the off foot, figuratively and now literally. Pop and Artis, it's your turn. Well, Adam, mm-hmm. 
I'm going to Zephyr Strike and actually attack someone this turn. Hey. Does that give you, no, it, gives a it, it doesn't give you an extra attack, but it does give you extra damage on yep. your attack. Yep. Technically, this is my first attack, Adam. No, it's my first turn, isn't it? Boo. Boo. That's okay. You strike three times at the Frost Giant. You hit, but it's a close thing. If you hadn't been a one level higher, you would have missed completely. Yeah. But every single strike hits. On your first attack with the beefed Zephyr strike, you slash with your sickle, dealing 13 points of damage. Your second attack, you deal nine points of damage, striking with the hammer. And then your final blow, you deal another nine points of damage. That was maximum damage from you. Good job. Hey. Fuck me, gigantic fuck. You deal 31 points of damage, slashing and hammering and slashing. You destroy the other ankle of the frost giant, and you can see it's teetering, nearly about to fall. What would you like artists to do? Timber. With what? What does he have? He has a bow and arrow, he has a dagger, and he has the ring. He can do all sorts of ice magic. Can he knock it over? So Can he basically give it a bit of a... So it topples like a big tree? All right, you say that, and then you hear somewhere behind you, Artis Simba reply, with pleasure. Ah, oh, he friends again. Wow. Yes. He lowers his hand directly at the Frost Giant, grabs his hand with his other one, and braces himself. A ball of pure cold energy explodes outwards from him, and Artis Simba staggers a few steps backwards from the recoil. The ball of frozen energy washes against the giant. The giant fails its saving throw, is lifted upwards by the ball of cold energy as it washes and wraps around the giant. The giant takes half, the frost giants take half damage from cold energy, but the ball of energy is so powerful that even a frost giant can't withstand it. The frost giant is half frozen solid, slammed against the mast of the ship, and the half that is frozen solid explodes. The other half of the frost giant hits the deck of the ship with a wet slap. Oh, yes. We did it. Tiffany and Cooper Louie. Oh, that's bad for Cooper Louie. Tiffany, what do you want to do? Can I stabilize Cooper Louie? You fail to stabilize. It's a skill check if you have a card still. You have a fortuitous. You can burn that fortuitous circumstance to re-roll. What about if I played a jack of clubs? Once again, not accepted by this club. Thank you very much, though. <laughs> um, I'm trying. <laughs> one day, it'll one day work. I'll trick. You'll trick me. I'll, I'll re-roll. I'll, re- I'll use. I'll use my fortuitous circumstance to hopefully. You stabilize Cooper Lou. Oh, thank God. You managed to put Cooper Louie back kind of together. Oh, my God. It's oh, so Humpty, bleak. no. You see Artis leaning on the side of the ship, looking over it, saying, oh, dear. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Also, hey, D&D is fun, but if you're wishing that we would stop all this role-playing nonsense so that we could get down to brass tacks and nut out which bird is the best bird, then do I have news for you. Shut Up a Second is a show by myself, Jackson, Cass, and Zoe, where we, as my dad calls it, embarrass ourselves on a public platform with our lack of scientific understanding. So if you like the sound of that, or if you want to know why my dad isn't answering my calls, then head on down to sanspantsradio.com and search for Shut Up a Second. You also look over the side of the ship. At first, you're maybe afraid of that third frost giant, but you don't see the frost giant. When you look over the side of the ship, you can see that the ice that has been created to keep the frost giant down, it's working. You can see, boom, boom, boom. The frost giant is trying to get up, but can't. But you can also see that the the ice around the ship is destroying the woodwork. This ship is broken and sinking. You can tell that it's taking on water. Well, then. How far away are our friends on the other boat? They're slowly approaching. You'll be able to jump back across in a tick. That's good. We should wait for that then, right? You've got like a couple seconds before you jump back across. Is there anything you'd like to do? I want to check if there's anything cool on the ship. You loot the ship real quick. Yay! (laughs) The magic words I was waiting for. You find 21 gold and 50 silver. Oh, you don't tell anyone, do you? You keep that to yourself, don't you? Yes. I'm holding Cooper Louie. I'm not holding you accountable. I'm busy. The NPCs silver? have absolutely seen this, though. Yeah, I remember. Artisember, Dragon Bait, all of them. Any of them asked about it, they're like, yeah, I've got loot gold. No one knows that I started this campaign with 75 gold <laughs> that I have not spent. You find a glass bottle containing a bright green liquid the cork of which audibly creaks from internal pressure, which someone on the ship identifies as a potion of growth. When you drink this potion, you gain the enlarge effect of the enlarge reduced person for a D4 hours, no concentration required. Oh, uh, interesting fact. If you have a little bead of the potion on your fingertip, it tries to expand and fill whatever container it's within to a limit. There's like a an extended limit. You can't get extra potions out of this effect. But if I pour it into... Oh, wait, it'll make it big. Uh, if you shake the potion in any way, it stops the expanding process. Okay. Just so if you put part. a drop in a big cup, the potion would grow to the big cup. Yep. It's still only ever one potion. So you'd need yep. to drink everything to get the effects of the potion. Yeah. You can, if you want, try to split it up. Um... You reckon you could get, maybe if you were careful about it, up to four individual doses, but they would only last an hour each instead of a, a full potential four hours. That's all right. I think I have cups. 
And the guy stole cutlery. You find an extra pouch containing 10 gold coins, a vial of rose-colored syrup, and a sheet of delicately scented pink paper scrawled with tiny looping penmanship. Do I try to read the paper? Mm, you can. It's written in draconic, so you can read it. It is... It's very nice handwriting. Not as nice as mine. It's a spell scroll of protection from good. Oh, Adam. When you mean, when you say protection from good, do you mean that it will stop me from doing good? Until the spell ends, one willing creature, which could be yourself that you touch, is protected against certain types of creatures. In this instance, celestials. The protection grants several benefits. Creatures of those types have disadvantage on attack rolls against the target. The target also can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them. If the target is already charmed, frightened, or possessed by such a creature, the target has advantage on any new saving throw against the relevant effect. It protects you from angels. This is amazing. It's like the opposite of that Robbie Williams song. Yeah. Kill me, angels. That song, right? (laughs) (laughs) Cass enjoyed that. Let me entertain you, yeah? Yeah. You both get 5,850 experience points. That's a pretty good chunk. That's a good Once again, you've just been getting a lot of beef experience points. You're beef cat. Halfway on the way to level nine. All right. As the as the brazen Pegasus passes you by, you all jump back onto the brazen Pegasus and watch as this other frost giant ship sinks into the water. Serves them right. Interesting. Artist Simbra says. Well, I suppose they're not going to be bothering us anymore. I wouldn't suspect so. You continue onwards, and soon enough you're near Kitcher's Inlet, which I guess, Tiffany, you would not know. But, Pop, you would know that Kitcher's Inlet is named after a a famous explorer who, quotation marks, found the inlet, when in reality he found somewhere that people had been using for years and known about for decades. True explorer. Yeah, a true explorer named yeah, yeah, yeah. something that was not him, was not his after him. Probably killed the local population too. Uh, <laughs> fuck. There's unfortunately very little local population to water, but I'm sure he would have if he could have. Uh. So, Autome gestures to a, a quite barren-looking stretch of sand and says, "Why? Why there it is." Port Castigliar, our next dwelling for at least the night. It'll, uh, it's a good place to get out and stretch our feet. All right, then. That sounds nice. It has been a little while. You've been on the boat for nearly a week at this point, Boy, so it will be nice. That is not a big boat, Adam. No, it is not. Oh. No, it is not. Damn. Well, are we stepping onto land now? Uh, yeah, you pull into Port Castigliar is not so much a port as it is more just a stretch of land. You can tell that there used to be a dock here, but the dock has been abandoned for a long time. There's no actual, you know how a dock, like the wooden planks that make up the walkway have can collapse all the way and it's just the, the wooden posts sticking out of the water? Yes. yes. It's that <laughs> And some basically skeletal, the skeletal remains of buildings and a defiled graveyard. Oh, that's upsetting. The entire area is maybe, it would take you like five minutes to walk from the furthest end to the other end. It's not a big place. When we step off of the boat, do we have to do some sort of saving throw to see how we can stand up? We've been at sea for so long. Well, if you insist. (laughs) 
I've got sea legs. I I guess. I got legs for <clears throat> days. I don't. Um. I got gams for days, baby. <laughs> Both of you keep decent sea legs. And oh, when no. you jump off. Oh, no, no. I mean, like, decent as in, like, when you jump off, you're fine. Oh, so we got good land legs. Yeah. You, uh, we got, we got amphibious in... legs, Cass. Yes. <laughs> We've got amphigams. Amphigams. <laughs> amphigam. I'm, I'm ambigandrous. Amphigam. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, do either of you ask about this place? Do oh. You don't have to. Do you're I spending Am I tired? Uh, sorry, what was your question, Tiffany? Am I tired? Uh, probably a bit. Oh, it's been a day since your uh, adventure with the giants. No, you do not know anything about this place, Pop. That's okay. Do I at least get some health back from my fight with the giants? Yes. If I recall correctly, Adam, I was <laughs> nearly dead. You are. <laughs> oh, as is your way. As is our way. <laughs> you are, as the kids are calling it, I hear, hurt. Oh, so are we. Are, are the kids Johnny Cash? The kids are indeed Johnny Cash's hurt. I wouldn't have thought you would have pegged it so quickly, but yes. Pop, you recover 42 hit points. And Tiffany, you recover 44, Tiffany. Oh, that's not... um Putting you on max. No. So I think maybe I just go onto the island. Oh, I'll have a look around. I, I might not ask anyone about it. I just want to want to rest up. I can't save my dad if I'm dead, you know? Fair enough. Dad savings for... I tried to make a pun with the, uh, the dead and the dad and the... You can't spell... Um, you can't spell dead dad without getting off this boat. And then you hop off. <laughs> you can't spell dead without dad. Oh, no. <clears throat> you can't you know spell what? Greg laughs. <laughs> oh, your best friend Greg <gasps> oh, with his friendship bracelet. I made, I made notes about my friend. Autumn in, informs you guys. Maybe takes this moment to explain to you what you can expect up ahead. So, Automay has not sailed down Kitcher's Inlet herself, but she knows the area well enough to be able to tell you that soon enough you're going to hit an area called Ataz Mahahaha. And I'm not joking. That's what it's called. Ataz Mahahaha? Yes. Uh, I believe believe it's pronounced Ataz Mahahaha. Ataz Mahahaha is a, a ridiculous name, but it's also. It's a very barren and scary looking place, but uh, but Autumn is not expecting any real trouble there. We might see some fire newts, but that's about it. All right. And I'm sure if you can handle a giant, you can handle a fire newt. We've handled worse than giants before. We'd also prefer not to handle any of them. Keeping onwards, we'll pass pretty close towards Kursabal. Kursabal is where you'll encounter the Oraka, or the bird people, whatever you call them. The flying, dying creatures. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> flying and dying and... You'll be able to... They might... Uh, they have a monastery at Kursabal. They might be able to furnish you with some more information. Or at the very least, it's a safe place within the jungle for you to inhabit. Safe place in the jungle. <laughs> Um, Good one. If we keep going along the river along, which is the river past Kitcher's Inlet, what we're going to be hitting in a sec, we'll eventually get to Lake Luo. I don't know if you really want to go that far. From my understanding, you want to get out a bit before then, around, uh, I've heard a place called Nangalore. 
uh, I might have, Adam might have accidentally said Nangalore is cursable in an earlier episode. I'm sorry if I did that. <laughs> uh, Nangalore is potentially a dangerous place. Not sure. Don't know a lot about it. Not many people go there and come back. Is there anything you do know? Uh, I know how to sail this boat. About any of the places we're going? Our Curse Ball will be friendly towards you. Nangalore, it will be maybe as hazardous as the rest of the jungle. Great, uh, so a shit show. A Taz Mahahaha is probably not going to be dangerous. I can't hear that name. Seriously. Well, maybe it's pronounced Mahahaha. <laughs> What we'll do is, whenever we let you out, we'll stay on the river where we are for as long as we can, because according to your maps, wherever Omu is in that area there, we if we can get you to the lake, we can cut you off, uh, we can, sorry, we can reduce some of the time it'll take to get you there. We've got to get the heart of Oobtail first. Yes, uh, that's also kind of on the way. You'll have to venture into the jungle some, it might take you a few days to get there and back. I've been in a jungle before. Been yeah. in a jungle for much longer than a few days. And we Any questions? Where can we sleep? Uh, he- here. You can sleep here at Port Castellagar, or you can sleep on the boat when we're sailing down there. We don't really have a, well, we have a below decks, but that's, you, you guys would know this yeah. already. Yeah. Below decks is an office mm. for the captain, and there's a storage area, but there's not really area for anyone to sleep. So everyone sleeps on the deck of the ship, and if it rains, there's a tent that they unfold. Mm. Or can we sleep on the dirt? It would be nice to have. Uh, Oh, was that a question where, as we're sailing down, are we sleeping on the boat or on the shore? Because if you want, we can pull up and people could sleep on the shore if you'd prefer. Honestly, it doesn't matter. If it's quicker to stay on the boat, then we'll stay on the boat. I think it might be quicker. We're we're ashore, though, at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, you're ashore at Port Castellagar. Cool. We're going to we, rest here, I guess. Yeah, can yeah? we sleep now? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to get the rest of my hit points back, Adam. Yes. A, I'd like to be a big full health boy over here. Let's have big snooze. As everyone's setting up tents and such like that, a big <laughs> tent, a big fireplace is erected, and a bunch of the crew sit around it and swap stories. <gasps> what does Griggs say? Griggs is sitting there. He's eating, uh, he's eating like a cracker. Does he have a story? And he's passing a bag along. Yeah, everyone's telling a story. What's Griggs' story? Griggs' story is about the place you're at right now, Port Castellagar, and what happened to it. Is it gruesome? He tells a very spooky, scary story. I am pretending that I am not interested, but Adam, I'm very interested. (laughs) It's a history. You don't even need to pretend. Oh, no, it's social. No, I I understand. I'm so sorry. Tiffany and Pop, you can both tell that it's a very... Zhuzhed uh, up story, highly sensationalized, probably not that accurate. But the story tells about how Port Castellagar used to be a very prosperous place back when Chult was a, a vibrant country, basically. A long, long, long time ago, Port Nyanzaru used to be part of a larger empire based here in Chult, with cities like Omu, a long lost city places like Mezro and other cities besides dotted in the landscape. There are also dwarven fortresses, supposedly, somewhere deep in the jungles. But it's so long ago that people are unsure whether or not those stories are even true. But back, back, way back then, Port Castellagar used to be uh, a competitor to Port Nyanzaru. 
in at least the aspect of it was very it had a very lucrative trade that would go down up along the river. After the fall of the nation, though, Port Castellagar kind of became cut off from the rest of Chult, and only boats eventually became their their connection to the outside world until eventually some unknown evil crept out of the forest, took everyone in one night. Oh, Adam. We're everyone in one night. We are everyone, and it is one night. Leaving behind it only bones. Oh, we've got those. Oh, no. We've got bones to leave behind. I have so many bones to leave behind. Some of them aren't even mine. Okay, that was scary. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I now am very uncomfortable and scared. You or Pop? Both. <laughs> Who else tells the story? I mean, it's highly sensationalized, so. But it's still scary. It's, it's still, yeah. Top, shoe, gloves, and Sunday night all tell stories as well. Oh Flask God, of wine tell a story? Because I, I like to imagine Flask of wine story goes for 20 seconds. How's all those? Highs? Yeah, highs. highs? Now, nah, Flask of Wine doesn't have a story to tell. Oh, they'd all have a sister in them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a story to tell? <laughs> Always. What? Really? I tell everyone about my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I tell everyone about my dad, and I spend about five minutes on glossing over my home life. It's a big gloss, but it still cuts deep, and then about... <laughs> 10 minutes telling about the the last adventure we let, went on together, which was the first, which I loved it and I so want to go again and that would be so nice if we could and that's that's I just really want to find my dad and that's why I'm doing this and uh, I just I, – I love – I mean, he chose me once, so I'm choosing him now. Grig, <laughs> I his, hope there's a silence. <laughs> Grig, under his breath, so that maybe only Pop can hear him, says, it's a different type of scary story. Yep. <sighs> It certainly is. You have a story, Pop? <laughs> oh, yeah, Pop. You have a story? Eventually it comes around to you. What? You you're have a story? Me, you're me tell you a story. Please tell us a story. Is that Flask? Yeah. Right. I will tell you a story about a very naive man and a big asshole. Uh, there once was a naive man who trusted a big asshole uh, during a very stressful time. Uh, spoiler alert, big asshole was a big asshole. Trust naive young man, lost an eye. The end. Both the tabaxi who have been applauding literally every story <laughs> applaud your story. Best uh, part about that story is that big asshole isn't alive anymore. <laughs> Sunday night tells a story. Once there was a race of seafaring tabaxi. Flask of wine. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) They were kitties of the sea, many called them, but very few saw them and lived to tell the tale. They lived mostly in uh, children's tales, meant to frighten little kittens. And then one night upon the city of Port Nyanzaru, They descended, slipping in windows, picking locks and slipping through doors, down chimneys, digging their way up through the dirt to give treats to all the tabaxi. (laughs) (laughs) 
Old tabaxi tales end with a meal. (laughs) (laughs) That's not half bad story. All right. Once everyone has told a story. Uh, Any more tabaxi stories? (laughs) It was just Sunday night and flask of wine. He didn't tell a story when it came around and no one said anything. Yeah. I just realized. He wants to hear another tabaxi story. Does Artis tell a story? When it gets to Artis, highs or lows? Lows. Artis tells a story. He probably tries to keep it with the theme of spooky stories, and he tells. I broke from. We both broke from the theme. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> Mine's haunting. Yeah, he tells a a story about a um a trapper and his wombats. Wombats. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You guys didn't actually give me an expression that looked. Uh, incredulous, but I thought you were going to, so I had that prepared. Anyway, <laughs> like like the the Australian animal, yes, the wombat, yes. Uh, how do you say wombat? Wombat. No, 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 no. no. How did you say it before? Wombat. Yeah. You say wombat. Wombat. That's not uh, how you say it. It's wombat. Wombat. Yeah. Wombat. No. A trapper and his two. Wombats. How else are you going to hit a wom? Hmm? I said, how else are you going to hit a wom? Oh, about twelve thirty. All right, so that was two bad jokes in a row. Cass, kill the show. And Don. Blow us all You know what we said? We'd kill this show after two bad jokes. Those are the first two. Two strikes, you're off. Forever. Yeah. And also, you can't play baseball anymore. Sorry, Timmy. That dream's dead. So fucking say right. He tells a story about a trapper and his two wombats in a, a very scary situation in the jungle. It sounds a little bit autobiographical, but you can't tell by how much. Fair enough. Mm, it doesn't scare you, but you could imagine how it would scare a child. <laughs> the tabaxi clap, but are terrified. <laughs> <laughs> That's some terrified clapping. I love them. Every story ends with a meal. Does it really? Yeah, every tabaxi tale ends with a good meal. <laughs> Can you tell a children's story? Just one that kids are told when they're little. All right, so this is a classic tabaxi children's tale. Yes. Uh, it's big and bushy and it's right behind them. <laughs> <laughs> then they got a cupcake. <laughs> Oh, Adam. <laughs> All right, you all go to bed. <laughs> do any of us have nightmares? Uh, do we have anyone keeping watch? Uh, yeah, a watch. Uh, people organize to, to have a watch. We have yeah. such different priorities. First watch. Cass. Also, who gets nightmares? Over the course of the night, it looks like you're going to be fully healed. Oh, phew. And, well, <sighs> you were already fully healed. I was. 31... No. 39 more hit points, which easily puts you on four. Oh, yeah, you were like nine hit points off. Got yep. it. Woo! Give me those 39. Put me yeah, on more health. You get them, you get them. Nothing happens during the night. It's an uneventful sleep. No nightmares? Oh, gosh. Highs or lows? Lows. Lows? Lows. 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 Both of you have pretty bad nightmares. <laughs> oh, no. no. Um, I just wake up in the morning. Just yelling out for a man named Ruprecht. <laughs> Both of you wake up in a cold sweat at some point in the night. Oh, dear. Oh, man. 
that's no good, Adam. That's no good. That's so bad. Oh, I'm just going to stay awake. Stephanie, when you wake up, actually, you've got quite good passive perception. When you wake up, oh, wait. This doesn't bode well. Yeah, this doesn't you're, bode you're, well at all. You've got quite good passive perception. When you wake up, you gaze along. So the, the river that is laid out before you is kind of in a canyon of sorts. It's not as steep as maybe calling it a canyon would imagine, but it is. it, it would be a difficult scramble to get up either side of the river. Mm-hmm. Apparently, according to the captain, it's going to flatten out a little bit and then kind of scale back up. But for a lot of it, it's the river is carved into the countryside or into the jungle itself. Just over the on the northern side, over the lip, over the 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 cliff face and the trees, you can see shapes sticking out. And I can't make out what those shapes are. They look like black spindly towers. Did I notice them before, or do they look new? Uh you didn't notice them before. They don't look new. Hmm. Well, they're in the distance, so I'll I'll go back to bed and hope this doesn't frighten me further. Do you spend much time peering at them, trying to discern what they are? Definitely. At some point, you notice that Arda Simber is on watch. He's sitting with his back to the fire, staring up in the exact same direction that you were looking. Artis. Hmm? Do you see those black spindly things? Uh, yes, it's the uh, the ruins of Mesra. Oh. A city that once long ago used to exist. I, um, I've been there. Uh, back a long time. Before. Oh, well, I've been there many times, both before and after it became a ruin. Oh. Is this where Artis is from? You don't know. And what's that city that he was from? I've forgotten. Me too. <laughs> Oh, he's from a magical city. It's this one. It's Mesro. It's a lost city. He's from a lost city. I feel like we know this. It's a semi-lost city. Do I recognize Mesro, the name? Uh, yeah, Mesro is the the city that Artis Simber... So when Artis Simber was telling you about how he fought Raz Nassi, mm-hmm. uh, he was defending Mesro from Raz Nassi and Raz Nassi's forces. Mesro, he described, Artisimba would have described it as like a paradise in the jungle. There's a, a, group, of, uh, a group of people called the Bare. They defended the city and protected it for hundreds and hundreds of years. And Alessandro, Artisimba's beloved, was a member of the Bare. Uh, uh, and we know that. Yes, this is all already known. Okay, well, in that case, I put like I, I put my hand on uh, Art- Artis's shoulder. Sometimes I, uh, I don't think I'll, I don't think we'll get a chance this time. But sometimes I like to return the, to the city and just look at it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm expecting to find. Her, I imagine. I'm sorry. It must be really hard to be so close and not be able to go back. Very close, yes, but so incredibly far at the same time. I nod, give him a few pats. (laughs) And the next day, (laughs) everyone piles back onto the ship and you set sail again. Will Artis Simber live long enough to find his beloved wife again? Find out next time on Once Upon a Time in Zombie Plagued Chalt.
Thanks for listening. If you want to help support this show and all the other shows we do here at Sans Pants Radio, then why not subscribe to SansPantsPlus.com? For as little as $5 a month, you can have access to a whole bunch of bonus shows and content. Once again, that's SansPantsPlus.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, fellow adventurer. If you're picking up what we're putting down and want more DD content, we have just what you need to scratch that itch. DD is for Nerds Plus, the symbol, not the word, where you can listen to select campaigns that were once only available to Sans Pants Plus members. The further adventures of the Grey Hill Free Company if you want shorter campaigns with beautiful guests, and DD is for Nerds, not Ognot, where all our non canon DD adventures go to rest. Just search for DDs for Nerds on your favorite podcast app of choice and join us on this epic quest of DD podcast discovery.